content, I got a supplement. We on the money making mission, ain't no competition. It just hustle blends. I tell them, never tell the left what the right knows. Young visionary, facing all adversity. Sticking to my Bible and my wife, check my life. A million dollars ain't enough. You gotta run it up. Yeah, uh, you gotta run it up. They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, Bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside What's up, beautiful people? We welcome you back to another episode of Million Dollar Conversations Podcast. This is episode 10. Yes, yes, y'all. It don't stop to the beat now. It don't stop. I just wish. (laughs) Do you ever think about what you're going to say when we first turn the mic on? Or do you just kind of... You know, that's why you start out first. I'm a good compliment. So you just feed off whatever I do. Actually, yes. You know, it's good to know your strengths and weaknesses, y'all. And I know that I'm not a good starter, but I'm a great closer. He's an amazing finisher in real life and in everything else. Um, But y'all, we are back with another episode, man. Y'all, it's been a week. It's been a whole week. I know y'all. I know y'all know what a week is. I know y'all know what a week feels like. Um, Even though you know, in these Rona, these Rona teen streets, you know what I'm saying. All the days are running together, but I mean, it's been a week for us. Um, We are proud to announce. That we are proud to announce that we are both officially. For the first time ever. In our families. Ever. 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 Amongst any person in our families or anything like that, we are. This is just so crazy. This this feeling is insane. Mm. You want to say it, Tweety? We, Tweety and Patrice Anguini, are authors. Just a little context. Just just a little context. We ain't gonna stay there too long. Cause like this is not what you came here for. Obviously, you're gonna read, you're gonna buy the books, you're gonna read the books, you're gonna know what it's, you know, you're you gonna know what it's hidden for. You're gonna buy your hustle blends coffee to go along with it. So while you read your book and you're burning your hustle blends candle, that you are over here reading thus books. Okay. But um, we started these books together in like 2014 or 2015 when we first started dating seriously. Um, and I, I think like we both just got the idea probably on the same day, like, Hey, I think I'm going to write a book. And I literally remember like laying in my bed and like having my computer out this old, like 20 pound gateway computer I had at the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, just, just started. And I just started writing. I didn't know what I was going to write about. The book has gone through so many names on my end. It's gone through so many so many topics on my like I didn't know what I was gonna write about I didn't know what people were gonna read and when I tell y'all down to the very last 
button I pressed regarding this book, the enemy has been, oh my gosh. Like, it's like he ain't mad at nothing else I'm doing. But when it comes to this book, y'all, he said, you can sell all the coffee you want. You can pour all the candles you want. You can do all you want. You know, you can do this and you can do that. But when it comes to this book and finishing it, Oh, Patrice, I'm about to, I'm about to, like, he's been body slamming me. Y'all don't eat. Oh my gosh. Right. And, and what I, what I know about the process of finishing now is that it takes more than what you have in you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really needs the power or it requires the power of Christ, even when it comes to his word being written out in, um, a different format or a different revelation. And as these revelations were happening for our family, God was waiting on our obedience Mm -hmm. for these books to come out. You know, like, like Patrice said, we did, y'all didn't come over here to hear about the books, but that's just been the biggest hurdle for us thus far. It's been huge. It's been hard to even self-published by the way, self-published a hundred percent publishing rights are owned by Tweety Patrice and Gweeny hustle blends LLC. Just saying, just saying. But um, yeah, man, this this child, and you know, just to keep it all the way a bill with y'all, man. Listen, I I realize that there are so many ups and downs in business, so many ups and downs in your personal life, so many ups and downs in your personal goals. Like everything, you know, the view from the valley. This isn't the ad tax time, but I just want to say this real quick to whoever is listening, wherever you are, whether you're high, whether you're low, whether you're whatever. I've been on this health kick. I've been on this this wellness journey. I've been dropping the pounds. I've been consistent. You know, my husband has been pushing me and giving me no room for excuses. And our scale is broken. (laughs) We know this, but I stepped on it just because, you know, I like playing with fire. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I ever going to get past this point? Am I ever going to? And then these feelings felt oddly familiar as it came to like with the book. And this felt familiar, like where I just felt stuck. Like I felt like I was trying, but I felt stuck. See, I think there's a difference between like feeling stuck and knowing you ain't doing something versus like feeling mm-hmm. stuck right. and you like really trying to give it your all. Mm-hmm. I think that feeling is heart wrenching. Um, so just whoever, whoever is listening, um, wherever you are, if this ain't for you, this might be for the person sitting next to you. I don't know. But the view from the valley is just as important as the view from the mountaintop understand that looking up is this has the host the same weight as looking down um and just always count your victories no matter where they are no matter what it's looking like i'm just borderline getting emotional because i'm just like man y'all if only you just knew just the edges the edges i have that are on this floor in this house right now (laughs) i'm a witness that i mean it's an emotional toll it really is like doing what God said and knowing it's a late assignment, but still pushing through, having countless of nights where we've stayed up the entire night into the next morning, you know, just practicing and, and shooting in the gym with nobody looking. And I think that's that's what separates uh, greatness and average and just um, I, I whew, I'm trying to find the words here myself. I'm just thankful. One that we did it, that we pushed past the emotions, we pushed past the feelings, 
We pushed past the naysayers. It does not mean we did not have them. No, they 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 they, they happen. You I know, think a misconception that people get whenever you you seek to complete things is that people assume that you don't have like you don't care about like what naysayers are saying or you don't care about the doubts or you don't have the fears and that's completely untrue that's all i want to say on my end i don't Mm -hmm. i really don't care and the reason why is that either way i shouldn't be motivated by what you say Mm -hmm. and what you say shouldn't ultimately dictate me or move me into i talk about this in in my in my journal by the way um and it's the the chapter is called dictate the dictator Mm -hmm. how you dictate the dictator one you have to understand who the dictator is the dictator is your flesh Mm -hmm. and other people are dealing with fleshly matters so as they're dealing with their own fleshly matters whether it's uh, envy whether it's jealousy whether it's pride that comes to the forefront when they have those conversations either about themselves or about you. Mm-hmm. So I, I never want to stay stuck in a place of trying to figure out why somebody thinks of me like this, mm-hmm. why somebody doesn't want to support me, mm-hmm. why somebody like all that stuff. One day they might look up and be like, dang, like, why am I tripping? Why am I a hater? You know, and, and I find myself in that same in those same shoes. Like, why don't I like you mm-hmm. when it comes to somebody I don't know? Or why don't I like what you're doing? Is it because you're doing something wrong or is it because I'm envious of what you're doing? I also think it's not even, I don't, envy comes from a place of confusion and the confusion comes from a place of lack of comprehension. And we talked about this. We talk about this all the time, right? And so like there was a time that Tweety and I just being very young in our relationship, um, there was a time that like we knew um, some folks and like they were doing amazing things, but those things always tripped us up. Like, like <laughs> it was a time and we, I, I never think in my forefront that I'm a hater in my forefront of my mind. I don't think I am. I knew I was. Uh, well, I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I wanted to see people win and everything else. But like there was something at that time during that during those times where that was kind of like, what about me? You know, like, what about us? Like, we were all hanging out. Oh, my gosh. And now, like, y'all, oh, y'all gone. Y'all move. Y'all gone. Can we? No. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was just kind of that until we realized, (laughs) until we low-key, high-key became those people. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, until we realized, you know, when people grow and they grow in a direction and they grow at their own speed and and, you know, God is dictating that velocity of where they go. Just pray for him, even if you don't understand it, Just, even if you don't understand, even if you don't agree with it. Like, because I well, Tweety and I were talking about the other day is that your vision is blurry until like you come into the knowledge of different things, like until you step into that realm of, oh, this is what they were doing. This makes sense, you know, until right. you get there. That's when it's like, oh, dang, I was tripping. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to to put in context, because we were in a, a group of friends, this is like water under the bridge a long time ago. This was, a, yeah, this is when we first started. Like six years ago. Yeah. And uh, it was like a Bible study group and we would um, just hang out together and talk about God. And it just felt so right Mm -hmm. going there. It felt like a safe haven almost for me and Patrice in our earlier days in our relationship. So when we went there, like this couple were so like, 
I don't know. Like I knew that the anointing that was on their life was 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 great. Mm-hmm. And so like I, we we were all in mm-hmm. for like six months. Mm-hmm. Learning about them, learning about the word of God, you know, saving souls that were coming from the street. And just one day, they're like, uh, we're moving to Atlanta. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like, what? What about us? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we do? Like, is, is it over? And and those thoughts and those feelings kept going with us as we saw them either on social media and they're progressing. Yeah. You know, yes. doing major things in the in the kingdom of yes. God, yes. and in the in in the moment in in those moments, I always looked at him and not necessarily her because I was I was looking at him as a man I'm like, dang, like bro, like you left me hanging when I I needed you, like you know, you left me hanging when um, me and my wife was trying to grow and just get to understand the word of God. Is this what Christians are like? And, you know, at that time, we weren't even engaged yet. Tweety and I were just kind of like in the, the that place of like, we going to get married. Right, seriously dating. Yeah, we were seriously dating. It was it was hard to keep us apart. Uh, of course, it still is. But, I mean, like, we're married now, so we kind of understand. Um, but they were just saying, like, just get married. <laughs> and we didn't understand that. We were like, but we ain't got no money. We ain't got a place. I got a two. I got a two seater. <laughs> like, where are we gonna put the baby? Like, it was just like so many things that don't that didn't require that level of like, you know, worry. And sometimes we put so much worry and so much doubt in the way that we don't do what God said. That's crazy. That is crazy that we even thought like that at that time. I remember they would always be like, so what's, what's taking y'all so long? And we would just be like, because we were, I guess we were together for two years and then we got engaged and we got engaged and we were engaged for like 14 months. And then we finally got married and it was like, it was just like, why is it taking y'all so long to right. get married? Right. Married. Now I get it. Oh, yeah. Now I get it. What the question they were or they were presenting to us. And what I loved about them was that they never try to shove anything in our face, mm-hmm. you know, and um, looking back at it, just the, when you don't understand something, I'm telling this to all my brothers and sisters in Christ, please hear me. When you don't understand something, pray about it first. Don't talk about it. Yeah, don't try to be like Don't go tell it on the mountain. Right. Don't don't, don't do none of that. Right. Like we have to pray about it. And if you are um the one not being understood, <laughs> pray right. about no, pray about that too. Yeah. Because um there is a place of, of resentment that you can rest in where you, that, that stops you from growing. That like if we can't get it by now, the enemy's entire plot is to stop us from growing. That is like his entire thing, like that's his deal, that's his brand, is to stop us from growing. And so, like, if there's anything he could do to distract us, to upset us to confuse us, to make us feel weary, to make us feel doubtful, to make us feel scared. He's going to do whatever. He's going to press all them. But like, imagine, you know how, like when you go to the studio and you see all them buttons that, that <laughs> like, yeah, like he ain't pressing one at a time. Satan's, he, he putting all of them. He putting, like, he's taking, I don't, he's taking everything he got and he's pressing all of them, all of them at one time and seeing which button works. So when you think about it like that, pray, if you're on the receiving end of it or if you're on the giving end of it, we've all been confused. We've all been misunderstood or misunderstood somebody. Man, pray about that thing because that thing will slow you all the way. And I now understand when God's saying, like, if you don't forgive 
others like I won't forgive you. Mm-hmm. So when we when we are growing as believers, Patrice, what do you what do you think is that that thing that causes us to kind of try to find somebody to attach attach ourselves to instead of attaching ourselves to Christ? Because I believe in that moment of growing up and needing the word more and more by going to the Bible study, we were attaching ourselves to the Bible study and the people who went there and less of the word and less of the word and less of Jesus. You know what I'm thinking is like, um, when you're stepping into being a new creation, you want to find a tribe. Like you want to find a community, you know, mm-hmm. like nobody wants to be like stepping into this brand new life by themselves. You know what right. I mean? And so I think that also like the Bible is very clear to not forsake the assembly, you know, to, to commune with other believers, to fellowship with other believers, to sharpen your, your tools, to sharpen your iron, you know, so that there is a good thing about it, but there's a difference between sharpening your tools and attaching yourself to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when you're just like attaching yourself to someone, um, you're making an idol off of what you see. And that you're, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're looking for a physical representation to follow. There's nothing wrong with admiring people. There's nothing wrong with looking up to people, um, you know, being mentored or whatever, whatever you want to do. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, But just stay encouraged and remember that God, God, Jesus is king. You know, and these people on earth, including ourselves, we don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody into. So as we're pursuing Christ and we're, you know, looking for other believers and we're looking for those friendships and those relationships and those covenant friendships. And, you know, if you're single, even looking for, you know, your future spouse or whatever, um, be sure not to attach to things just because they look a certain way. Right. And that's how success can look like. When people are doing successful things and they're saying, well, I, I accomplished this. I'm, I'm doing this in business. I'm doing this in my marriage. I'm doing um, this in my personal life. It's easy to look at it and be like, oh, my goodness, that is so awesome. I want just that. Perception. Yeah, but <laughs> perception is like, do you know what comes with it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what kind of life somebody truly lives, even though they have money? I like I like the uh, uh, a little excerpt that you had in your book about money, and, what, and I want you to dive a little bit deeper on that. As far as like, how does do you think money can equate to happiness? Well, so can you tell me exactly what excerpt you're talking? The about? excerpt was um, it was talking about how money, like having money alone. Oh, that the poorest people are the people who just have money. Yes. Yeah, like, you know, perception, I feel like we're in such a, oh my gosh, we're in such such a, like, a label-worshipping world, Mm. if that was, like, the best way I can come up with it, for lack of better terms, like, you know, what this person got on, where they get it from, how much they pay for it what they do with this, what they do with that. And I'm just like, man, do we care about the soul that is in front, that is inside of these $20,000 suits? Are there $20,000 suits? There out are there? more than $20,000. Yeah. Do we, do we care about the souls that are driving these $100,000 cars? Do we care about the souls that are living in these, these million dollar homes? Like, do we care about those? Or are we just impressed with the things? they Right. Have? They need prayer too. And, but, but why are we so easily impressed? Cause when you don't have, you talked about that also in your book, when you don't have something, 
you have that struggle inside of you. Mm-hmm. And please elaborate more on that. Um, there's a chapter in my book. It's called Brokevation. If you are an old school Faith Boss um, follower um, on my Faith Boss podcast, um, there's a podcast episode labeled Brokevation. Um, pretty much those two words. It's a combination of two words put together, broke and motivation. Um, in my book, I wrote about how people, some people, um, are motivated by escaping from a circumstance and some people are motivated by preparing for a new circumstance and when we think about like how we learned um Tweety and I were talking about this in history about slavery and how some people were just running from the plantation because they just didn't want to get caught and some people were running from the plantation because they wanted a new life you know and so some people do just enough to not have to end up in the old situation. And some people do more than enough because they know that something else is on the other side of what they're running from. Um, So I think that, you know, we have to mature past the things um, that so easily beset us and and so easily distract us. And the thing, we got to really take an assessment, I think daily about the things that we idolize and the things that we worship, even amongst other people. Perception can get you feel, get you out here with really cloudy vision. I'm telling you, perception I have you out here idolizing people's marriages and wanting people's husbands and wanting people's wives and and wanting to add things Mm. that you see in other people's marriages to yours and doing all this other stuff it'll have you on some real some some real like I, i would argue and i wouldn't argue but i would say um on some real just distracted stuff yeah those distracted uh or those distractions that you may you may face while you are seeking to either um, fight or flight, you know, I have that ability to um, really see what God is saying through the situation or the circumstance. You know, when you were talking about slavery, there were slaves who went north to find freedom. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to stay low. They laying low. I got here. I'm all by myself. I'm just going to lay, 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 lay low. You better lay low. Like, so long as I don't get caught. Right. I'm good. Then you had those who was like, not only am I safe, I'm also going to be going back to get more of my people. No, they already had the idea. I conquered it. Right. I won't get caught. Right. I won't be a slave again. That was the difference. There was some people who were afraid that they'd be slaves again. So they, every part of their life that they lived there after the freed slaves, even after being emancipated was still afraid of slavery. But then were some people who was like, forget (laughs) y'all, forget y'all. I'm not no slave no more. That's y'all. That's not me. There's some people who claim that new victory over themselves. Right. And, and this is not to say that we're equating anything that we are doing to slavery or or nor nor are we minimizing slavery. I know that right. just some people just it's only just an example. Yes, it's literally it's an literally example. An Calm example. down, guys. Woke so, people, sit down, please. Please, it's it's just an example. Right. But I I just want to elaborate more. And as we are growing spiritually, as as you are growing spiritually on the other end, and you're listening to us, what I want you to know is that that growth is going to hurt. Like if you you remember when you grew from like you know I'm I'm six foot when I grew from like five eight. To like 5'10", it hurt. Like I could actually feel my bones hurt a little bit when I woke up every day as a kid. And the the problem with that is that we'll feel the pain and we want to go back. Mm-hmm. Or we'll do anything just to stop the pain. Right. So in the breakthrough of writing your book, what were those moments of like, 
I forget it. Nobody even like, you know, nobody cares. I don't care. That was every day, multiple times a day. There were times I'm like, forget this. I'm about to close this laptop and we about to pretend it never happened. And I'm like, dang, how does it go from like, I, the extremes it, it goes you know what I'm saying I be thinking like how does it go from I don't like the way this sentence is formed to forget it quit it I hate everybody like how does it go there so quickly you know I just I'm always so confused by that it's the mindset yeah like when you have the mindset of finishing which I'm, I'm so I think is a gift that God has personally given me yeah. the a finishing attitude and a mindset and a will yeah. to attach myself not to my own will but to his will. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes we think we're strong enough to carry the the will, mm-hmm. the vision that God has given us, mm-hmm. but we still don't surrender to him. Mm-hmm. So when I surrender to Christ and I'm like, "Lord, give me the strength, give me the power mm-hmm. to write this book." Mm-hmm. It is you and me that is going to allow this book to come out. Mm-hmm. It is you and me who's going to allow these multiple businesses to flourish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to separate those two things. So they do it out of their own strength, out of their own power and wonder why it flops. You know what I just thought about as you were saying that, that there is literally only one truth in every scenario. You know how like if there's like a, a, a crime or a mystery, people are trying to figure out, they'd be like, there's multiple sides to the story and then there's the truth. Right. <laughs> but and that reminded me it rung so true just in this moment. I was like, there's one truth in every single scenario. So as you were saying, when I finish, I know that God got me when I'm doing it. I know that God like that's your truth. You focus on that truth. Right. You don't line up multiple facts in front of you and be like, oh, well, this could happen. This is a possible scenario. This this. You know, this might be happening. Yes, this is probable. You don't say all that. You say, this is one truth. And I love the tunnel vision and the, like, that's it. Like, this is all I'm going to see. This is all I'm going to do. And I think for me, I've there have been situations where I've had that. But it's been far more situations where I've literally looked on every side, measured every single thing, you know, weighed all of my options. And then if I didn't finally choose to go ahead and do it, I got pushed into it or I got like, I fell into it. Um, I admire that you only see one truth. And I think we should all be like that. Only seeing one truth. Hey, look, this either going to work or it work because there's only one truth in front of me. Right. And the truth is the Bible, the word of God. Yes, and when yes. you apply these provisions, by the way, all this is going to be in the book. If you haven't gotten yes. it already, journal yes. for dreamers, Yes, journal um, for dreamers. So if you, if you, if you, are looking to apply these provisions you have to find them in the word of god mm-hmm. inside of the word of god you can you can apply a provision such as you know the bible talks about greater works shall we do yes. greater works than jesus what you mean yes. what do you mean greater works like yes. heal the sick yes. you know uh, uh uh help those who are needy and poor right. do more works than than who yeah Wow. Like when I when I read that, I, I knew that there was a bigger goal in my life yeah. than just being, oh, you know what? This is Tweety, the teacher. This is Tweety, the whatever. Like, no, I was like, my life is my life's sole purpose is to serve Jesus Christ. So in everything I do, I have to do it in that same excellence. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Patrice has this thing with me where she's like, how do you pay such detailed attention to everything else when it comes to the business or the the book and when like a water bottle is in front of you you just walk over it 
And sometimes it's a gift and the curse of having that tunnel vision of like, I just have to. I don't care if it takes a day, two days, three days, a month, a year, five years. I will finish it. Right. And claiming that right. it's important. So let me ask you this. Let's kind of skirt into the um, relationship conversation because uh, we've been having a lot of little relationship conversations amongst one another because, you know, I guess that's just what people who are married do. Um, but um, so tell me, do you ever get frustrated with me when and I know you do, but I mean, I guess how do you put I think the question I'm asking should be better phrased with how do you push past frustration with me when it comes to um, just dancing with doubt. Frustration is a choice. Yeah, it is. And also has a destination. I know the destination of frustration is anger. Mm -hmm. After anger, the destination is depression. Mm -hmm. After depression is Mm self-pity. And they all happen so quick Mm -hmm. that if you don't stop the frustration, you are already in that self-pity. You're done. It's over. And then guess what? It loves to attach itself to more misery. Man, man, man. So I got to find, you know, if you're frustrated, I got to, I got to find a way to make Tweety frustrated. Not, not you, but the frustration in you. Right. That's true. That's true. So I try to pray one for God to cover you. Mm -hmm. Prayer for my wife, like knowing that the enemy is also going to seek to devour us through you and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So if we're constantly prayed up and we have the armor of uh, we have the armor on of, of even salvation or the breastplate of, li- of righteousness, we're able to um, secure our, our bodies. We're able to secure our minds. Mm-hmm. So for me, anytime you get frustrated, I just go back to what the word says. Mm-hmm. It sounds so simple, but it's like I have to believe more in that. Than your frustration. So some people would argue or say, how do you know when something is a fiery trial? You know, being that it could um, it's coming from God and he's just trying to to emerge things out of you. Like he's just trying to get get better things out of you like he did with Job. Um, Or if it's just like one of those hiccups from the enemy. Some people would say, like, how do you know which is which? How do you know how to respond to which one? Well, God tells us that he's not going to harm us nor destroy us. Mm-hmm. So anything that we go through that that seems like it's seeking for destruction, I know that's not God. Mm-hmm. Like God is actually seeking to um, lead me mm-hmm. to a righteous path. Mm-hmm. So even if the circumstance is I'm gravely ill, mm-hmm. he's yet still God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change that he's not the one coming to harm me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I, I think sometimes that's the difference between people who believe and people who don't. But my mom went through this or I went through this. Why did God allow this to happen to me? Mm-hmm. And not realizing that all things work together for those who what? All things. Yeah. Who believe in so that's all things, yeah. including the bad things. Right. But we categorize it and we start putting blame on God. Therefore, if I put more blame on God, I stop believing in him. So I would definitely say um, I think a, a great way to decipher What's coming from where is the enemy? He cannot call shots. He makes suggestions like I, I like. And I think when we put it in that perspective, we'll check ourselves so much harder than we were. Then we're going to be willing to check anybody else. Like the enemy will come with persuasive tactics. You should you should feel this way. Did you see that? Do you know that? Like and that's why I like different areas um, 
you just got to avoid altogether because like different persuasive things, they just, they just can attach to you. Like being in, in gossip groups and things like that. And gossip is tempting, but the Bible is also clear that there is no temptation present that doesn't have a way of escape. So I think that whenever the enemy is trying to come in like a flood, um, the Holy Spirit does come in and raise a standard. So there is always something that you can get out of. Like you always, but he's not ever going to come in and be like, this is what we about to do. He's never going to like, he's going to come in and be like, Hey, Patrice, you, you remember the fact that, you know, you, you lost X amount of weight, but that scale ain't moved. Have you thought about that? And maybe you should, I'm just saying, maybe you should stop. You know, it's a suggestion. Right. But if you're, if nothing else is in your mind to occupy that, if I haven't ate all day and Tweety comes to, back home with the worst thing I've ever, like something I don't even eat, I'm going to hurry up and eat it because I ain't ate all day. I ain't fed myself nothing else. So when the enemy comes in and he know you ain't feeding yourself nothing else, he's going to give you the word. He's going to give you anything and you're going to eat it. And you're going to eat it. Uh, what I love about God is that he thought about everything for us ahead of time. That all you have to do is just apply it. Mm-hmm. It sounds simple, but it takes progression. It takes days. It takes weeks. It takes hours. It takes, you know, seconds to make that a habitual thing. Mm-hmm. Trusting him more than your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you're like, man, like, it just don't seem like you you care or there's no feelings attached to it. Absolutely. There's, I want to feel some type of way sometimes. But I know that even in my thoughts, I can sin. Mm-hmm. You know, even in my mindset, I, I, can, I can go there mm-hmm. and have those, those thoughts that are not of God. So how do I cover myself in that moment? Mm-hmm. I cover myself with the word. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know. Mm-hmm. There's so much word in us. If we really try to, like, really, as believers, really sit down and understand how much God has put that word in us. Like, we don't have just a faith of a mustard seed. That's just for people who don't or people who are getting to know him. Like, I don't believe my faith is of a mustard seed. I think it's larger than that. My my prayer is to always be covered in our relationship to follow Jesus and to lead. I know God has given me the responsibility as the husband, as the pastor of our household to lead first. Like, let's put away, let's put away all the fluff stuff. Like... All right, yeah, he might, you know, she's my wife, whatever. People see us together. Mm-hmm. But when we're in these walls, yeah. the responsibility for your spiritual maturity is not just on you, right. it's also on me. Right. So, rising above that and knowing that, know, I know that I have to walk a lot different than um, I would if I, if I was by myself. But now that I'm, I'm attached to my wife and we are one, my walk with you has to be that of I have to teach and, and walk like Christ as much as I can because I know that that's the only way our spiritual growth happens. I just have to say, you know, with my husband, oh, I, I wouldn't have had sense to ask for you. Like, I, I say that to you all the time. I'm like, man, like, where'd you come from? Like. I wouldn't have had sense to ask for you, but um, you you remind me about the power of accountability. Like you remind me. Like this morning, y'all, I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. Like I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to work out. I didn't feel like it. 
Um, I know we said we would, and I literally like blinked and I opened my eyes and Sweetie had on his workout clothes. He's like, come on. And I'm like, oh, up the, up, can you give me five minutes? And this fool um, turns off the ceiling fan. I'm very hot natured. We, our bedroom is upstairs. Heat rises. Just do the math. And so he turns off the ceiling fan. Then he hits the heat on the, on, on the AC. And this just sends me into fury because he's provoking me. But he's like, come on, get up. Get up. It's cooler downstairs. Come on, get up. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? Like, do you get some sort of joy out of just like doing this? And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? It's probably not even like he's holding me to exactly what I told him to. He's not going to let me give up on myself. He's not going to let me just be comforted in my own mess. Like, and I, and I know that that's the way that Jesus loves us. That yeah, I love you. I'll be here to kiss and hug on you and, and, you know, coddle you at times. Um, but I'm not going to excuse you. I'm not going to excuse you from the work you can and you will do. That's good for you. You know, and I just um, want to encourage all married couples out there, people who are seeking marriage, um, that accountability is is so much larger than than anything else you could ask for. Um, so I just I'm thankful for you, man. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm thankful for you, too. Um, what I what I want to congratulate you on is that one, you have to learn how to celebrate. I don't know who's listening right now. I don't know what you're currently have been progressing towards, but you have to learn how to celebrate along the way or the enemy will deceive you. Um, last, last week, I think two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, Patrice, you know, found out that she lost 40 pounds over 40 pounds. And I was like, you're not going to celebrate like this is this is the moment like we've been going back and forth doing all this stuff for this moment to celebrate. And there was like a hesitant uh, hesitation there of like, is it did I really do that? Like, you know, the enemy puts even that in front of you. Mm -hmm. Like, is that enough? Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't do nothing. This person did more. Mm -hmm. You know, there's more to work on. But if you don't learn how to celebrate even in that, Patrice, you're, you're not going to see the fullness of the end of, hey, I lost all this weight that I had the responsibility of putting on. Yeah. So the same responsibility that I had to put on, I have to put that same responsibility on putting it off. The same burgers, the same Oreos, the same fried Oreos, the same foods right. that I was eating. I have to now do the polar opposite in order to get the results. And that's what God wants out of us. We were sinning in the world so bad. Yeah. Doing all that. I, I speak for myself. Doing everything that I shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. So when he got us in his kingdom, he's going to make sure we do the polar opposite even harder. Mm -hmm. So when we become Christians, sometimes we try to be polite. Like, you know, I'm saved. I'm sanctified. and I'm holy. I'm cool. But nah, God wants you to go in there like a soldier. He wants to be like, nah, claim that thing over yourself. Claim your victories. Right. Write the books. Right. Do the businesses. Stop being so docile and, you know, just, oh, man, you know, Christians don't do that. We not cool. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. As a Christian, as a believer, you got to go out there and do what God has gifted you to the best of your ability. Yeah. It's not it doesn't mean you stunting on anybody. It just means that you are believing that God has equipped you. He has put everything that you need inside of you to accomplish anything that he has called you to. Right. 
So if God has called you to be a preacher, he's going to put every person that you need to be in contact with to educate you and grow you in that area. It may not feel good. You'll mess up a lot of times. But guess what? You'll always be held accountable. And if you don't have accountability, you're always going to see everything as correct in your eyes. Everything from your perspective is like, well, something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Nothing's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And so in our marriage, I try to, as best as I can, be the example, be the leader, claim the faults that I have caused in our marriage or in the conversations and and build on that. It's important when we can't ignore it. So just to kind of segue into something a little bit more light and fluffy and relationshipanal, if your dreams keep you up at night, I think I got something that might help you. No, it's not melatonin. No, it's not a Benadryl. It's actually Hustle Blends. Hustle Blends is the premier coffee company. This is for our visionaries, our doers, our hustlers, our executors, our finishers. So Hustle Blends Coffee can't match anything else you have. Check us out at www.hustleblends.com. Hustle Blends with a Z. Thank you. Um, so I know that, um, man, we've all been stuck in the house. And if you're a married couple, you know, you got to keep it alive. You know, you got to keep it spicy. And it's not like when I when I hear people say keep it alive, keep it spicy. Like, I don't think it's ever not something like you're not. Ne- I don't ever feel like I don't like my husband. I never feel like that. But I do know we get comfortable. Like, I, I definitely know that. Like, I know we get to a point where it's like, hey, you just like we don't have to, like, do the like date date thing. Like, we ain't got to get dressed, dressed up. Like, you could just like put on some sweat so we can go get a burger. We can eat in the car. We can listen to music. And that's very date-ish to me. But I do believe that there is a certain effort that I, I've been convicted of, of lately, of just doing a little bit more for my man. Like, doing, mm-hmm. doing, you Preach. know you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, why I got to wear lingerie? Like, if it's just gone. But, like, apparently, like, that's something that he likes. How would I know that, you know? Um, so I just wanted to just kind of talk about dating your spouse, keeping things new. Um, while I've been in this weight loss journey, and of course I'm not near my goal weight, um, well, I'm near it, but I'm closer to my goal weight than I am my starting weight. How about that? Let me, let me change the way I see things. Um, but I've been trying to kind of get used to different ways, like different things and how my body looks and, you know, just trying to get comfortable because I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable being heavier, Um, but I'm getting a little more comfortable now and I try to, um, I want to celebrate that because I am a feminine woman. Like I'm, I'm kind of a girly girl. I'm kind of like, like a low key girly girl. Like, you know, Hey, you know, we can sit here and like, I'll help you paint bricks, but I want you to know I'm not touching dirt. (laughs) Does that make sense? Makes sense. What, What I'm hearing is that when it comes to your marriage, learning how to, Um, keeping it spicy, as you may have alluded to. But in this time, there's no place to go, but you have home. There's so many different things. Right after this, we about to have a nice picnic, by the way. You know, with some champagne. Champagne. And some strawberries. We're going to have a whole setup. So I want the sun to dim down a little bit. But let me ask you something. So I always hear men, I hear men say this, that they don't like when a woman gets all the way done up 
and just to be let down when she take a wig off lashes off and she looked like a different person so a lot of my thing for a long time was like look you this is me this is exactly what you got and so like if you saw me like get dressed up and everything else like that like that was cool but like I, I made it real clear like hey I'm not about to sleep with no wig on for you so what do you where do you stand with that Guess the problem with that question. question. The problem with that question is that I'm not other men. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So I will never be able to hear what other women have to say Mm -hmm. and be like, I wonder if this is how Patrice thinks. Mm -hmm. Because I know Patrice is Patrice. Mm -hmm. So knowing me for me, and not from where you've heard or thought, because you have so many people with these self-helps. Like, you know, this is how you keep your man, you know, yeah. find your man in 60 days, yeah. find your woman in five. Manifest your husband. Right. There, there's all these different things. But I'm saying, know your husband, know your wife. If they don't, your husband. yeah, your wife, yeah. If if you know they don't like shellfish and you just decided, oh, I saw somebody cook shellfish and I'm about to cook shellfish. Like, don't do that, allergic. right? <laughs> or they don't like it. Yeah. Don't try to go out there and do something that is not what your spouse likes. Uh-huh. So knowing me, so what do you like, sweetie? I mean, just you know, keep it a bill. What do you like? I like. I like when you get done up. I like when it's sensual. I like when it's like all the way romantic. Like I can, I can unbutton my button to the fifth one. Like you know, let my little chest hairs out. That's what I like. Wait, you said I was talking about me. You I know, but about you and your chest hair. I'm getting to, I'm getting to you. I'm, I'm setting a scene. I'm setting a vibe, and you just kind of, you, you're studying my growth here, lady. Come on. All right. All right. All right? Look, so. You know, so I like to be in that kind of situation where it's like, you know, R&B vibe. You know, I like you in a, light, in a, in a long dress or in actually short sometimes, you know, depending on the occasion. If we're indoors like we're in Corona, you might be in the shortest thing we got or you got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'll still be in my little nice little fit. We're going to be out there. We're going to picnic it out. We're going to just keeping it young mm-hmm. and not having to feel <laughs> what? You know, not having to feel like there's some societal thing that we have to do, like go to the movies or do this. Like, no, like this is teaching people how to be creative in their own marriages, in their own relationships. So for us, like, I just want it to be, you know, very eccentric, very vibey, you know, just if you can see my emotions right now, they're very Rick Ross-ish. Yeah, it's it's very Rick Ross vibes, yeah. like moonwalking yeah. on on marble floors, yeah. like that with the wheelchair and all that. Yes. Just yes. I I just want that. Does that make sense? For so long, I think I just avoided that because I just didn't. I don't know when we met. I was doing makeup pretty heavy, like I was doing it real heavy, um, and so I would just always be done up. But I always felt like, dang, like I, I worked around a lot of girls who were like, "Oh my gosh, I never take my makeup off," and and I like I I developed a fear of being like, I don't want to be that. Like I never want to to mistake myself for a persona. So. I'm kind of just now getting into a place of just appreciating dressing up for my man because like apparently he likes it. I didn't know this before because he never complained when I had on my sweatpants. But, you know, I want to do more for you. Uh, thank you. I just want you to do all that. Be done up. Bust it down. 
<laughs> yes, you heard it right. Bust it down, just being able to, you know what, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, being able to let go of that, that, that reaction of, man, am I doing too much? Because I, I believe the, am I doing too much limits us in other areas of our relationship or our marriage. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I never feel like I'm doing too much because I'm doing it for my wife. Mm-hmm. I'll go the extra mile for her. So in our relationship, whatever you've suggested, like, hey, I like you in white T-shirts. White T-shirts it is. I like you in gray sweatpants. Gray sweatpants it is. I like you inside in gray sweatpants. You can't go outside in gray sweatpants. Thank you. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I like you in whatever. You know, I'm, I'm always hip to that. You know, for me, it's smelling good. I like when you smell good. I like when you look good. It don't even have to have makeup. You don't even have to have makeup on. So it's it's not just a makeup thing or dress up thing. It's like how do you feel when you see my wig on the couch? I don't feel no ways. In the words of a mom, there's, there's never like a like a shock or like a, a a switch that's like oh dang. I don't feel no ways. No ways. No ways at all. Anyways, I, I, uh, let's let's go. Let's talk a little bit more about just. The earlier we were talking about would we still like date each other now as grownups and how dating in this in this new culture is is extremely it's, mean, like, it's different. It's different. On the outside looking in for sure. But also like um quick question. Me shooting my shot at you, how would you feel about that? Right now? Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> no, no, not us married, but us dating. I hop in your DMs and I'm like, "Hey, what's up? Like, what? How? What would you do?" I mean, you kind of shot your shirt, shot your shot first. I picked up the ball, and we both assisted in the shot being done. But you shot your shot first. I don't think I did. I know you did, but <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for you to get to that conclusion so it could be like it's okay. I shot my shot first. But I didn't pursue you. No, you didn't pursue me, but you shot your shot first. And it wasn't, it's not even a down thing. Like, there's no problem with shooting your shot. So why do we welcome women shooting their shot, but but somehow women can't propose to men? And it's not, not that I see it being okay for women to propose to men. Girl, I'm just it saying. Okay. It's no, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the man should go ahead and set the order. He should be the one to do that. But I'm just curious as to how men are so welcoming of like, hey, if you want me, let me know. But sis is letting you know she want to marry you and that's a problem. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just stirring the pot here. Let me keep it a bit with you, Patrice. That is not a man if he's allowing his woman to get on a knee to propose to him. True. You're looking at a boy. Yeah. Facts. Mm -hmm. Period. Whatever you want to say on it to make it official. (laughs) That is not a man. Yeah. That is a boy. Mm -hmm. And just to keep it all the way just straight factual, that's not going to last. Because he's not committed to you, sis. He's committed to himself. Mm-hmm. And you're not committing to him. What if she just beat him? Like, what if she just was like, I just want to do this. I just, you know, it's not that he don't want to. I just want to do it first. Then he would do it. But I'm saying, Can like, I give you a, a great <laughs> celebrity example? No, I know you're going to say Jim Jones and Chrissy. And they're still not married. And that's, at this point, it's bullying. So I don't want to talk about it. 
Okay, that was the example. But <laughs> I don't want to bully them. Okay? It's they not happy in their situation. What I'm saying is that look, I don't I don't care what you guys do as far as like whether you trying to propose or or but I'm telling you when it comes to like a biblical marriage, mm-hmm. that is not going to work. Mm-hmm. You might be engaged, married to somebody for forever till death do y'all apart mm-hmm. in your own world. But one thing I'm telling you is that that is not structured right. Mm-hmm. Every building is structured for a reason. You can't just build a building off of one item. Mm-hmm. I cannot say, well, I'm just going to build a house today and just all I have is bricks. Mm-hmm. What's that going to do? How far can I go with just bricks? Right. You're right. So I, I completely disagree and I, I don't think that that's a, a man who... Or a relationship that is conducive to marriage. I disagree as well. Um, I, I really, I, what I think about is, um, as a woman, sometimes I, I believe what starts that or what at least motivates that is just the fear of it never happening. And I think if we approach life with all the things like, let me just hurry up and get to the things that I'm scared of before, you know, I get rejected because like, how could you say no if I did this? Um, I think the fear of rejection shouldn't lead us to stepping out of stepping out of order um, and, and doing something that honestly should be done for us. So, um, you know, realize what we deserve. Right. And it also happens when we're younger as teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the topic of virginity or abstinence, mm-hmm. when we're older, mm-hmm. of like you get shamed into doing something you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And that that peer pressure of like, you know, you should just go ahead and get knock it off out the way so you could be normal like all of us. Mm-hmm. So you could be in a conversation. Yeah, so you just hurry up and get it done. Right. Just, okay. just just get it all get get over with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sleep with a couple of men so you could feel the power that they feel, you know. Yeah. Girl power. Yeah. You got it, sis. Right. But they ain't sleeping with those people with you. Right. You're right. doing it alone. Right. Yeah, I definitely think that's something that's sold to women um, to just be in power. Um, I know that was definitely something I subscribed to when I was in college. It was just kind of like, you know, you, you either eat or get eight. So, you know, just just be this way. Just do this. Just get you, you know, get you a starting five and two subs. Like, just do that. And so you could be in control. You could call the shots and you ain't got to sit up here and wait on nobody. Um, and, and now I know, of course, that uh, that was just all like a big distraction because um, I didn't even think I wanted to get married. I didn't even think I wanted a serious relationship because I was just so so used to just foolishness that I had put myself into. Right. So, so for all the fathers out there, you know, and you, if you have a, a daughter, that's the number one key thing I would I would tell you to subscribe to as they get older mm-hmm. is that you teach and you train them how the man should treat mm-hmm. the woman. Mm-hmm. That is your duty. Mm-hmm. And for the mothers to the sons, that is y'all's duty to teach the son how to treat a woman. And, and both of y'all coming together and doing that. And sometimes when we don't get that and we are not trained all the way how to do that, mm-hmm. we go out there and we experience anything and everything and we don't know what's real and what's fake. Listen, boys will be boys until somebody comes in and shows them that that's not all they can be. Right. A must receive of faith will be a must receive of faith until somebody comes in and shows you that that's not all you need to have. In this season <laughs> so, of pushing forward, in in our relationship in our marriage finding the balance finding the balance in that dating like keeping it young and there's so many it seems like there's so many layers to marriage yeah 
that they have to be peeled Mm -hmm. daily. Mm -hmm. You have to water your wife. You have to water your husband daily. Like those needs don't get like put on, you know, I'm going to forward that to you at the end of the month. I'm going to CC you, you know, whatever you need. I'm going to wait till the end of the month and I'm going to place it at your door. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to really have a structured way of, damn, okay, what, what does Patrice need on a day to day? What does Tweety need on a day-to-day? And how do I meet those needs? And when we don't have those discussions in our marriages, even if you're single, if you don't have discussions of what you need on a day-to-day, it's easy to get lost in your feelings and your emotions and the enemy will dictate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even being just just honest, like before this podcast, we had to have a conversation because I was just really going back and forth with just the doubts I have about this book and the doubt I, I was just like, I don't want to do this podcast. I don't want to do none of this. I no, no, and no. And, um, it was a struggle, but I had to be able to say it. And my, my struggle for so long was like, I don't have to say how I feel. Like, I don't have to say what I'm struggling in because I feel, I guess for a long time, I felt like I would give power to it if I said it out loud, but you give power to it when you don't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I struggle in our marriage sometimes with just saying like, man, this is, especially if it's a a feeling I have where shame is associated with it. Like I shouldn't feel this way. This is terrible. If I feel this way, this is terrible. If I, you know, but just saying those things and and those, the needs that I need. Sometimes I'm just like, I go to my husband, I'm like, Kent, man, can you just pray for me? Like, I just, I don't know what to say. I don't feel like if I, I don't feel like I'm gonna say anything right. Just pray for me. Um, because I just need the covering. I just need somebody to just intercede on my behalf because I need Mm -hmm. it. And and those are the steps that we need, man. Like as believers, having that, having that wife that prays, having that husband that prays, it's so important to your family. Mm -hmm. Even if you're by yourself, pray for your husband before they get there. Pray for your wife before, before you have them, before they even get here. Because, it gets the reality hits when you're in it, yeah. but it really should hit before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Marriage doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to like I. You know, people tell you that before you get married, they be like, "It's hard work. It's it's a challenge." I'm telling yeah. you, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Man, say look, it's fun. It's. It's so fun. I every time I look up and I tell Tweety all the time, I'm like, man, there's some things I really don't want to do, but I get excited that I to do it just because you're there, you know, just because you're right there next to me and we just get it done. Right, and I'm just so thankful for what we have in each other, um, and I pray for those couples who are who are working towards um, having that balance in their life, having that. Um, consistency of prayer and guarding their homes. The number one thing, the most important thing, listen to this, if you're married or single, the most important thing is securing your soul. The bag will follow. It sure will. (laughs) But you got to secure your soul. You secure your soul first by submitting to Christ. When you submit to Christ, he will give you everything that you're in need of according to his will. It don't say according to Tweety's will, Patrice's will, whatever's will, according to his will. So wherever you are, we just want to say, one, it's possible. If you are in need or you're seeking a husband, have you prayed for your husband? You don't need 10 books to tell you this is where you find them, how you find them, the dating 
platform to find them. You don't need all that. You need Jesus. Let Jesus find your husband for you. Let Jesus find your wife for you. What if they find him on a dating profile? That's all right. Jesus must have pointed him out. I'm not. I'm not. El- I mean, we can't really discourage that, right? You know? I'm not eliminating the power of Christ pointing somebody out in whatever platform. What I'm saying is, find Him first. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I now remember what I was gonna say is that when we were dating, I never understood when some of my friends said I'm dating three or four people. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. That for me was so odd because I never felt like I could keep up with that multitude of emotion thoughts and um just scheduling (laughs) and other men doing that i just never understood so even in dating sometimes we get lied to by society that you need to find everything in all of them Mm -hmm. and end up with none of them Mm -hmm. because you was out there selling yourself to all Mm -hmm. so god is going to lead you to one not three, not four, not five, not two. Then why do we tell ourselves, I, I need to, you know, play the field. Mm. I need to have a roster. I need to figure it out. Mm. Who is the one? Well, I mean, I think when people are dating multiple people, um, I don't think it's necessarily to say, like, I am exclusive with all of these people. I think the intention behind that is to know different people. I think that the minute you know you're starting to like somebody, the idea is that you stop talking to those other people. This is different for me because I've never dated aside mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. I've played the field and Okay, but that, Okay, but that's what I'm saying. The playing of the field is is like you're it's doing not, it to get to know somebody. But that's not I, I don't even let me take that back. I don't even think I was playing the field. I think I was just there. Like, you know, just <laughs> I was taking, I was taking just, you know, <laughs> I was just there and, you know, whatever came, came that, that, that's where I was at that time. But I'm saying, but I'm like, saying like, not cause I don't know. All right. Blink once. If y'all listening to this, I don't know. I just don't like seeing or hearing about not seeing obviously, but about my man being with anybody else besides me. Like in my mind, I feel like I was the first woman you've ever met other than your mama. But, um, I think when it comes to playing the field and getting to know someone, it is not a um, it's it's not to deceive anybody or to make any party feel like, you know, whatever. Like it'd be different if I'm dating you and I'm like, man, like you, my boyfriend, we together, blah, blah, blah. And then like the minute like we separate you know, I'm going to saying that same thing to other people. But if I'm like dating you and I'm getting to I don't know nothing about you, but I'm on a date with you. Like, I'm, I don't know. This is our opportunity to get to know one another. Maybe after a few days, I'm like, man, I really like him. What I'm saying is that the distraction comes in to where if I'm if you're if you went on a date with me mm-hmm. and maybe let's say I'm the one for you, mm-hmm. you are not going to compare me to somebody you had a date with last night or the night before. So how do you yeah. how do you explain the practicality of dating then? In my mind, I believe that that person will come into your life without you forcing them in. I feel like God is very intentional in matching you with the right person for you. I believe there's some people who are married today to people who they're not supposed to be married to. Henceforth, why certain things are happening in their life. That's just my thought, my opinion. That's where I'm at. And I believe that there's people who God had intended for certain people, but they chose to go the other way. 
Uh, I, the the all of this conversation that we are um, talking about came from the original question. Do you think we would have ever found each other if we didn't find each other when we did? I don't think we had anything to do with founding each other. As much as we think we did, I don't think we. No, I don't think we could have orchestrated it. No, right. I, I definitely don't. As random as it was, but I'm saying, do you think we would have? Do you think it was our the the intention to always that at some point in life we would be together? I do believe. No matter where we found each other or what time of our life we found each other. Yes, but I think God was intentional in the time that he chose. No, it was the perfect time. Right. So if if that time was missed, if there if that opportunity went the other way, Mm -hmm. then the the opportunity is missed. It could be fifty years. For some people that's the reality. Mm -hmm. It's been forty years since the one was in your face and now the one is gone. And it is, but I'm saying that. (laughs) No, but some people that's true reality because everybody else doesn't even meet the same bar that that person set. Like there's nobody, no woman will ever be able to meet the bar that you set. And I would think the same thing for me. So to even like play with a thought, you know, that's why I'm like, you know, when I talk to my brother who is single. I tell them like, hey, don't be so quick to to try to force something just because somebody says you're of age. Mm-hmm. You're ready. Yeah. You should be having a husband by now. You should be having a wife by now. It's kind of yeah. like when people fish out qualities for people like like, oh, you, you said you go to church. I'm listening. Right. You said you said you do this. I'm listening. Man like, of God. right. A man of God. You know what I'm saying? Like people like fish out those things, but not knowing that full person. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, look, ain't no problem. You being on a dating website or anything like that. Don't mishear me. What I'm saying is that whatever you do, have you asked God first? Mm-hmm. Have you prayed to God first about this husband? Mm-hmm. Have you covered your have you protected? Have you protected yourself? And kept yourself, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kept yourself for your husband, if you get where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. That you're not busy trying to tear down what you are going to eventually have to build back up. Or your wife. Yeah. If you are a man. If you are a man. Because we oftentimes preach the the keeping and the saving to men the woman. To yeah, men need to be kept too. Show sure do. Don't be out here uh, yeah, tricking and sticking. And, uh, not sticking, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be. At, but seriously, like we tend to put a lot more um, emphasis on the women and their celibacy. I would love to hear from a man, you know, from cel- who's coming from the point of view of celibacy or abstinence and honoring his body to Christ. And it's time to add tags. All right, y'all, this is um, one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Um, This is where we just kind of, um, I feel like this whole time we've just been kind of giving, you know, some free Free game. We have. Running up the coins. We we really have. But um, this is just an opportunity to give you something to um, just hold on to, chew on, um, and definitely add your own free text. I mean, your own free text, your own ad text as well. Um, Say, listen, before I even say this, I just want to go ahead and tell you guys, listen, all of you who have been listening to the podcast continuously, who have been supporting it, sharing it, sharing it with your friends, listening to it with your significant other, listening to it with you, with your mama, your daddy, whoever, your granny. 
Listen, I we appreciate you. We oh my gosh, we see the downloads, we see the shares, we see those. Listen, guys, keep them coming. Keep uh, keep reviewing us and sharing us. Um, If this podcast has ever um, helped you have a conversation, listen, share this podcast, review this podcast, rate it um, on Apple Podcasts, um, share it on Spotify, share it on CastBox and all those other platforms. We want to continue developing content for you guys. We want to continue to just get feedback from you guys. If y'all are liking what we're doing, if y'all want us to fine tune some things we're doing, um, we just want to be here for y'all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. And now let's get ready to add text. So for the ad text, I'll start off with just saying, all I got for y'all is journal for dreamers. <laughs> now I'm playing. Can you give them some I'm playing. I'm playing. Which is Journal for Dreamers, by the way. I'm playing. Which is Journal for Dreamers, for sure. And Journal for Dreamers, I really dive deep about our sin nature and not allowing Jesus to eradicate all that sin with his blood. You know, and, and the enemy is so good at shaming us, condemning us, criticizing us, pushing us down in the things that we have went through, the struggles we have dealt with. And he wants us to be there. He wants us to be kept there so that we can be in bondage. And I don't know whether you're in bondage in any area that you have not uh, brought unto subject to Christ. The enemy has control of that area. It could be your flesh. It could be your body. It could be your mouth. It could be the words you say, how you say them. And what I want to let you know is that with Jesus is possible. With Christ, he can cover those things. Man, he took a smoker like me and turned him into a, a man of God, a man on of wisdom. Fire, on fire. I, his lungs ain't on fire no more. His soul is. Talk about it. That's it. That, that's good. I like that. So if he could do it for me, he could do it for you. That's um, Listen, y'all, my ad text um, is going to go with a little something like this now. Um, honor your journey. You know, never take it for granted. Um, understand that your journey means a lot to God. And so if you're starting, listen, celebrate and clap for yourself. I think the enemy likes to, he loves to plant seeds um, that just tell you you're doing too much. Who's going to pay attention? Who's going to buy it? Who's going to do this? But if you are specifically a faith boss and you're specifically a Christian entrepreneur, I'm here to let you know right now, press past it. There is something on the other side of it waiting for you, waiting for you to show up. There are ears out there who are waiting to hear what you have to say. There are people out there who are waiting to read what you wrote. There are people out there who are going to play your podcast, who are going to eat your food, who are going to um, wear your clothes, wear your t-shirts, who are going to rock your brand because they're waiting on it. And so if you're in a place of frustration where you're like, man, why don't I see this? Why don't I see that? Or it'd be so dope if somebody created a business that was like this. You need to be the one to create it. If there's an area out there that frustrates you, you need to be out there creating and standing in the gap. And listen, this is my last ad tax. This I'm just I'm just throw this in here. You know what? I ain't even gonna charge you for this. This is free. Listen, don't be afraid to disrupt anything. Mm. That's it. Shake the room. Shake the room. I love y'all. I love y'all to life. 
Take care of yourselves. Um, stay tuned for Faith Boss Books. Stay tuned for Journal for Dreamers. Keep drinking your Hustle Blends coffee. Keep going out here designing your, uh, building your websites with Renown.Tech. I don't care about being a serial entrepreneur. I care about uh, providing the services that Christ has bestowed upon us. So we are going to keep on running up that check and running up that bill. We love you. Take care. Million Dollar Conversations. We out.